Today I had the privilege of speaking at a conference and one of the things that I shared was the power of what-if questions. Now you may have asked some what-if questions in your life. After all, we all do it. It's human nature to question things and to wonder what if. But did you know that what if questions are the fastest way to trigger your anxiety alarm? Yeah, asking what if and letting your mind, especially if you are prone to anxiety, drift forward into that future emotional and mental state will trigger your anxiety alarm every time, every time. Some of the most common what-if questions I hear from my clients sound a little bit like this. What if I can't do it? What if I'm not successful? What if I can't lose the weight? What if I fail? What if I fail again? What if I never get out of debt? What if my marriage ends? What if my sister and I don't stop fighting? What if this anxiety never goes away? What if I just can't be happy? What's your really big what if question? You know the one you go to when you're stressed and overwhelmed and tired? worn down? What do you ask? I want you to say it to yourself now. But this time when you say it, I want you to notice where you feel it in your body. I know that kind of sounds funny, doesn't it? When you say something, specifically a question asking what if, putting your head and your thoughts in a future state, where do you feel that in your body? It's really important to start noticing where this feeling shows up because identifying and understanding the physical symptoms around your own personal unique anxiety signature pattern is the very first step in learning how to turn off your anxiety alarm. So it's important. Start paying attention to what you're feeling and where you're feeling it in your body. Now imagine that you ask that really big what if question and you feel heaviness or tightness or darkness or the weight of the world in your chest when you ask your big what if question. And then imagine what would that be like if you keep asking that question again and again. What happens to that energy? What happens to those feelings in your body? Can you imagine that feeling magnifying, growing? Can you imagine how much more difficult it's going to get to carry that huge feeling everywhere you go with everything that you do? That's going to be exhausting. It's going to be so tiring. 
the other challenge besides that huge feeling that doesn't feel good, that anxiety, that anxious feeling inside of you all the time, is that the longer you stay in a fear-based emotional state, the more your immune system is weakened, even compromised. And right now we live in a world where we need to be as healthy as possible. So what do you do? Because it's human nature to want to ask what if, to plan ahead, to look ahead, to be prepared. But at the same time, how do you do it so that you don't trigger your anxiety alarm? The strategies that I teach my clients are usually so small and so simple. In fact, they're silly even. Sometimes my clients will even say, Rachel, there's no way that will work. There's just no way. And so they don't even try it. But here's the thing. Think about a woman who's been feeling super overwhelmed for a very long time. And she's stressed. She's tired. She's worn down. And then for whatever reason, one more thing happens and her anxiety alarm gets triggered. And then I say to her, if you'll just follow my simple 37-step plan, and here's a checklist, just go ahead. If you do all these things in exactly the right order, you can turn off your anxiety alarm. Would she be able to do it? Well, no. Of course not. It's too complicated. It's ridiculous. I would be setting her up for even more anxiety, overwhelm, disappointment, and even failure. So when your anxiety alarm gets triggered, we need to do something small and simple. And so this is where I like to find things that are I like to call two millimeters in size. You've probably heard me talk about it before. And that's what happens with the what if questions. We need to make a two millimeter size change so that you can still ask those what if questions, but do it in a way that's a little healthier. Let me explain. If you take the letter S and you take the letter O and you put them together, you get a tiny little word called so. It's tiny. It's two millimeters in size. And when you add that to the beginning of a what if question, things change. Notice the energy and the feelings in your body shift as I share some of those same what if questions I shared a few moments ago. So, what if I can't do it? So what if I'm not successful? So what if I can't lose the weight? So what if I fail? So what if I fail again? Do you feel the shift at all? It will come if you didn't yet. If you didn't feel it yet, it will come. It's a skill you have to practice. 
So I want you to think about what would happen if you started asking so what if more often? You see, here's the cool thing. When you add that word so, instead of putting you into a state of fear and anxiety, it puts you in a state of curiosity, a state of problem solving, a state of looking for solutions, a state of brainstorming. And all of those things are not fear-based emotions, meaning they will not trigger your anxiety alarm. It's pretty cool, right? So think about that for a minute. It's really important. It's really empowering if you'll let that sink in for a minute. You can still ask the big questions, the big what ifs, but you can do it without triggering your anxiety alarm. It just takes a little practice. So will you give it a try? And then let me know how it goes for you. Practice it and see where the shift is happening in your body. What are you discovering? How is it moving you forward instead of keeping you stuck in fear and anxiety? Let me know. And in the meantime, I wish you an anxiety-free and a gratitude-filled day.